1: What is your trick to stay calm when all the stuff is hitting the fan? This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Mrs. Holly Roberts. Hi. And all three of us, all three of us, oh had some stuff that hit the fan this weekend. Right? And I was just curious, like, what are people's strategies to stay calm When you are in a high-stress situation. What are you going to do? Because I could have used that this weekend. 651-641-1071. Give all your calm tips.
2: Calm tips? Because it was not a calm weekend. So what do you do?
1: Uh, Mostly cry and try to breathe. You know, it's interesting because in retrospect, I can always have like, oh, in that moment... I should have known X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. But that was like not accessible to me in the moment. Yeah. So I'll just quickly Cliff's notes on yeah, the, we happened? had a baseball tournament in Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, and my son has a lot of baseball tournaments that travel nationally. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I kind of flip flop who goes when. So this was my turn. So it was just me and the 14 year old and on our drive about 45 minutes. 45 miles, I should say, from our destination. I started getting these like low tire pressure alerts. Oh, that's worse. And it was nighttime. And I just wanted to get to the hotel and deal with it the next day. Yeah, for sure. So we were going to every single exit to every single uh, service uh, or gas keep, station to keep pumping. Because it was pumping. a slow
2: leak, luckily. Oh,
1: yeah. It got faster. Yeah. And in the moment, because you don't know what's going to happen, right? And I'm a person who likes control. There was like a lot of panicking and a lot of like uh, can't listen to music, can't. I just want to sit here and stew and be tense. Now, in the like at the end of the day, like in retrospect, everything was going to be fine. Yeah, nothing terrible was going to yeah. happen. I just didn't want to be doing what we were doing. On the way home, by the way, we ran over a deer. Like oh we God. hit, we hit a deer. Mercury it is was literally in, in retrograde. retrograde. It was a live deer. Everybody's fine.
2: The deer is not. The
1: deer is not, yeah. and that has been slightly traumatic for both my son and oh, me. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so. but we were fine. My car is not. The deer is not. Yeah. The deer perished. I hope. I mean, I don't hope, but I hope. You know.
2: Mm? You hope it was quick. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did suffer.
1: And my car perished, but my son and I are fine. Yeah. And first, and maybe because I'd been trained by the the, the first trip. On the way back I was
2: far more calm. Oh sure. Yeah because you know. When...
1: I was like, well I know how the roadside assistance so works now. What did you do?
2: Now. Just play music.
1: Sat in a diner. Tell jokes. Sat in a diner. We couldn't sit in the car. It was like leaking fluid oh, sure. and, it was... and it was
2: super hot too. Yeah. So we not leave it running. We
1: sat in a diner we called roadside assistance which by the way this is my plug right now for roadside assistance
2: um i learned a valuable lesson because i I forgot where my roadside assistance was i ended up not needing it but i was like i don't even know where it is because i had a flat tire this Mm -hmm. weekend too see um it's contagious (laughs) it's on a sticker right next to you didn't realize that that's been staring at me for years um, because you
1: don't notice it unless you need it.
2: But I just, I, I just ended up going to YouTube. I was like, surely this is easy enough that I can just take care of this. Right. I didn't want to wait for two hours. I mean, you have a big, big ass vehicle yeah. and you had a kid and you had to be somewhere. And I, I don't
1: have a spare. That's the other thing about my oh, car. Well,
2: that would preclude yeah. you from doing anything about it. Right.
1: My car doesn't have a spare on it because it's a hybrid and the space where the spare tire is, is That's taken weird. up by a battery. That doesn't, I don't like that. Yeah, well, that would be um, when they sold me the car and they told me <laughs> that. I was like, ah, what are the the like, oh, flat side?
2: You're And I've got had two side. in this fine. dumb yeah. car. <laughs> I just didn't want to wait for two hours for you right. know, somebody to make me a priority.
1: Mm-hmm. That is my plug for roadside assistance, though. Okay. Everybody, you, if you're checking your insurance company, they might have it for a, like a or very small add-on. just look at the number add-on. that's
2: on the left of your... You know, on <laughs> that's your, on
1: your window. Yeah.
2: It could just be there waiting for you.
1: Yeah. 651-641-1071. How do you stay calm in a high-stress situation? Bradley... Were you calm through that whole experience?
2: At first I was like, oh, crap. I really, because you know how you're just like, this is not on my plan. Right. And I've got three things happening and this is not, this is now going to render all of those things fruitless. And I literally, I called my partner and he was just coming home from uh, a trip this weekend and he's like, I got a crap ton of stuff to do. And I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. So then I literally was like, am I going to call because I I've had this happen where you have to call mm-hmm. and then you have to wait, mm-hmm. and so I was like I I don't want to do that, and I know there's a spare, mm-hmm. so I went to double check to make sure the spare was still there, mm-hmm. and it's I, like
1: a Dr. Seuss rhyme,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I noticed that there was that you know the. I don't know terms, but like the equipment necessary yeah, like the to jack. change the tire. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the the thing that then I the literally,
2: thing. I literally, like I kind of know how to change a tire. The only problem that I had was I wasn't quite sure where to put the jack. Turns out, mm-hmm. it is the easiest thing in the world. I googled or you Google, you know, searched on YouTube. My car is a Mazda three, so I did Mazda three, jack. Oh yeah and it they're like oh there's this little marking right underneath your tire or right next to your tire underneath the body of the car under your door mm-hmm. and it's cl- clear as day you stick the jack under it Crank jack it up which you up. can all do by hand you yeah. don't need any fancy equipment it's all there and then um loosen the lug nuts
1: And there you were, just like doing it for yourself.
2: Then I called everybody I knew and said, if you need anything, I'm basically capable of doing it at this moment.
1: That's amazing.
2: Because, you know, like, I mean, you do something so dumb and simple, but you feel like, you know.
1: Do you know what my version of that was? Uh, Yesterday, as we're waiting in the diner in Wisconsin for the awesome towing company. Yes, that's the actual company's name.
2: Which is appropriate.
1: To show up and come and get the car that had just hit a deer. I said to my son, I said, I feel like we're not going to get unluckier, and so I bought lottery tickets, and I won $20. Oh, hey. I know. I was go. like, well, there you go. We had a free, you know. When little... all
2: else fails, <laughs> buy lottery tickets. We
1: had a free milkshake and free uh, cheese curds, and my uh, biggest, biggest appreciation goes out to the people at the Senex. In uh, Menominee, Wisconsin, they are kind people. Everybody stop there for gas. Exit uh, fifty four. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a good gas station on a road trip?
1: But it is one of those things where, like, after the fact, you can like collect your thoughts and be like, yeah. "Well, it was always po- everything was always possible all along. Like, nothing yeah. terrible or bad was going to happen in that moment." Holly, you were uh, in the middle of your wedding preparations, and you also lost a uh, complete. Did you get air a
2: conditioning? Tire?
0: <laughs> did, did i get a flat tire too that would have yeah. been
2: great if you did no I mean, not because i want you to have one but it would have been but, a hat trick yeah. a
0: cobra hat trick youtube is everybody's friend yes? if you have a problem to fix <laughs> it's true just go to youtube there is a video that exists of solving whatever issue or you are having a thousand percent and and it's great and then you feel totally accomplished yep. and you're like i got this so
1: you you this. became an HVAC specialist this weekend? Yeah, it's yeah.
0: great. I can tell you all about it. I know it but is kind of amazing. Because <laughs> yeah. unless we, you need one,
1: it. but yeah. it's on YouTube. If you need it, yeah. yeah, no, but it really is like YouTube is pretty handy. Didn't help me with the the deer.
2: Yeah, I mean, but, there are sometimes yeah. that you you know. Yeah,
1: but the reminder is help is help exists. Avail yourself of the assistance, whether it's through YouTube or roadside assistance. Everybody, please. This is my PSA. Check your, uh, make sure have you have a ha- plan. Speaking of you guys, I'm not kidding. I have to take this call. When we come okay. back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk about Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, quick correction on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. My husband just texted me to let me to remind me it's not exit fifty four, it was exit forty five that the wonderful Cenex is in Menominee, Wisconsin. Get it right. If you find yourself in that area, everybody there is nice and the cheese curds are good and that's all you need to know. Are they
2: fresh cheese curds or fried?
1: For the deer. Uh, they were fried cheese curds. Oh, okay. My son had a whole bunch of them, and I had one, and they were delicious. And we were in Wisconsin, and you know, you can't not, right? Um, but that's not why we came here in this moment on the Colleen and Bradley show. Nay, we came here to discuss one
2: talk about cheese curds, but okay, I sure. mean, we can. I wonder, you know, I never had um fried cheese curds until I came to Minnesota, and I grew up outside of Wisconsin, really? Yeah, we always had. Fresh cheese. Well, curds. yeah,
1: the fresh. I mean, that's the thing too. That's what's so interesting is I don't know that people in Minnesota realize. Maybe now a little bit more that like you can just eat cheese curds
2: well, you that should, haven't been amazing. dunked
1: and fried. They're amazing, but they gotta squeak.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We never, like, all the Wisconsin state fairs I ever been to never had a fried cheese curd until I came to Minnesota. I was like, why would you fry cheese? But then I tasted it and it was like, like that's, that's why. why.
1: <laughs> well, you know who's not eating fried cheese curds or any kind of cheese curds? Joaquin Phoenix.
2: What's going? On? Did his teeth fall out? No, What's he's vegan.
1: On? So Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Oh, thanks. Well, no, but see, this is, is why, that part of
2: the story. Yes. Oh, weird. <laughs> What's going on with the Joaquin? whole
1: story? Is about the fact that his now I first want to he, he's he says he's not going to force his son his new son with uh, Rooney wait. Mar- Rudy Mara. thank you. Not going to force his son to be vegan.
2: Good. You shouldn't force your kids to do anything.
1: Okay, but I'd like to double down. I would Except like for- to discuss what that means to him.
2: <laughs> All the things you have to force them right. to do, right? Like become responsible. Put their adults. pants on and bathe. Mm-hmm.
1: I want. I'll tell you. I'll. I'll give you the what for on this, but really quick. I want to say, if you listened to to uh, our friends Donna and Steve talk about this, they gave the whole story a warm hug. I'm not maybe That's we're not done, that is they, they were very positive. They were very, you know, listen, I don't have, I don't have a problem with, <laughs> I don't choice. have a problem
2: with warm and positive, no, but I don't I'm have,
1: about to bitch. What I, was gonna say is I don't have a problem with a person making a choice about how they eat or, you know, that is for sure. Fine. Right. But as he's talking about how he's not going to force his kid into being vegan, mm-hmm. he explains quote, I'm not going to impose my belief on a child. I don't think that's right. Uh, Okay. But instead, he's going to make sure his kid knows where his meat comes from. And he wants him to know, quote, and I quote, I'm not going to indoctrinate him with the idea that McDonald's has a happy meal because there's nothing bleeping happy about that meal.
2: I feel really, 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 um, I feel for that kid. Right. Because anybody who approaches the conversation with there's nothing bleeping happy about a happy meal has an agenda that they are most certainly going to put on their child. And
1: that's exactly my point, which is that this like the saying, I'm not going to impose my belief on my child and then going into detail about how he's going to impose his belief on his child. You don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to, he says, you know, uh, there's a longer story than the one that I uh, linked to, but there's a longer story where he explains, like, he's going to read him farm animal books and tell him that's what you're eating, right? So, like, give the trauma to the child of, like, yeah, this is a cartoon moo cow.
2: Yeah, and you're going to eat it.
0: Right. Which is true. You can't explain supply chain to a small child. It might be a little more comfortable. But I think I
2: think the the, the problem I'm having is there's a way to have a conversation about the circle of life in Mm -hmm. a way that doesn't traumatize the child. Right. Right. And,
1: And here's the thing is the circle of life will still be the circle of life, whether the child is, you know, deciding not to eat meat or deciding to eat meat. Right. This the circle of life still is the circle of life. Yeah. And to Holly's point, the supply chain is a little bit elevated for a child brain.
2: Well, and that's a that's a necessary lesson in life. We all come to well uh, I should say if you like, uh, you know, some people for religious reasons don't eat meat. And I imagine they don't come to the same uh, experience that a lot of us do who do eat meat which is that at some point you come to terms with the fact that, you know, like um, those cute little animals, mm-hmm. at some point might end up on our dinner plate. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's a process and an understanding there, but it's like a thing you you realize, right? As a kid, right. that's a part of growing up, unless you don't do that. And again,
1: oh, you know, okay, sure. I know. Whatever, so it's, whatever it's, you need to do. The piece that I think is interesting is, like this is it becomes an awkward conversation right because you don't want to make value judgments on uh, you know different things that different people do for whatever reason that is but but the other piece and this just goes with like the chapter in of the book that i will someday write that will be called i was a really good parent before i had children oh yeah like
2: you your best intentions
1: you may set out to not we all all parents whether they mean to or not influence their kids and the way that they see the world and engage with the world and the
2: choices that they make. Well, I would think that's part of being a parent, but it is. a lot of people seem to think they can pick and choose.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm hearing there is he's saying, I'm not going to do that. And then goes on to explain how he's going to do that.
2: Yeah. Um, like, I ain't going to do that, but I'm sure going to let them know that that's yes. a hot mess. And that's just well, well, sort a of, minute. that's
1: how life is, right? Like that's how, that's what parenting is. Parenting is, you know, making your choices in and front of your kids, and then saying this is the choice I make, and here's why I make it, and then they evaluate that in and the way that they as do. As a
2: child who had parents tell him to do things, I can tell you, just because you tell your kids something doesn't mean that they're going to listen. Okay, and then there's that. So you're you know, good luck to you trying to instill a philosophy because that might just. Go in yeah. one ear and out the other.
1: And for the record, I just want to be really clear. This story just happens to be about vegan veganism. But it could have been about anything, right? Like, it could be about anything if he says, I'm not going to indoctrinate my child to believe X, Y, and Z. And then here's how I'm going to do it <laughs> that yeah. is actually... I don't know. I I find Joaquin Phoenix to be um, Well,
2: that's why I just said I feel for this kid handful. because I just think if you're going to come at something so stridently, but you know, everybody has their lines, sure. Mm-hmm. Their boundaries, but like if I always think and this is just my personal belief that the best way to like change and and, and again, I'm not a parent, so uh you know like some things you have to be very clear about right as a parent but like when it comes to like the your food choices cuz we're not talking about like right and wrong in terms of like you know your child's like direct firsthand safety. Like mm-hmm. you have to hold my hand when we cross the right. street, right? Like there right. are certain things that that's just black and white, I right. assume. Mm-hmm. Whereas like what kinds of foods you choose to eat as a very privileged person in society, because that's what we're talking who, that's about. That's who we're engaging is Joaquin with. Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like this, this child is going to be gifted a philosophy about eating that is very, very privileged mm-hmm. for a very, very specific few. And, you know, he is allowed to be that privileged because of, or I should say that, you know, philosophical about what he's, you know, putting in uh, his body because of his privilege. Like Mm -hmm. that to me just seems like you're setting up a situation where the kid's going to be resentful or going to have issues about it. And it's like, why, why would you put your energy there? Right. But again, that's why I don't have children.
1: (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, that was a little pre bag. Now we got the real D bag. D bag! Celebrities behaving badly. We'll tell you all about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, those celebrities, they keep behaving badly, and we keep talking about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live. And my talk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yep,
2: that's my name. And Don't uh, wear it out. Actually, do wear it out. Say it over and over and over again. Bradley, 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 Just Bradley, Bradley, during- Bradley,
1: Bradley, 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 Bradley. Now, let's tell you about
2: D-Bags! Presenting <laughs> Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Joe Jonas. Oh, no. What did Joe Jonas do? Mm. Okay, so here's what he did.
1: And, you know, it's kind of a mild D-bag because I just think he didn't remind himself about some of the circumstances around what he's talking about. Okay. He said that, I'll read the headline, Joe Jonas wants to re-record the Jonas Brothers first album like Taylor Swift did, quote, really clever. Oh, he oh, thought God. it was really clever the way that she re recorded her original album. I'm... Okay, why is he my D bag for
2: that? Well, because she wouldn't have had to re record had uh, she been under the thumb of a dirty bird by the name of Scooter Braun. Yes. Yeah. Where did this come from, by the way? It's been, we've had it for 100 years. Remember, we used to use that. Oh,
1: we did? Okay, i you sorry. Do I remember? Oh, that doesn't Before work. Before
2: we had sound effects.
1: Oh, we just had a real actual <laughs> <Yeah>. bell. <laughs> Remember when we used to try to play the sound of horses trotting? And and then we, had we had to had actually, actually bring horses. horses in here? <laughs> no. Anyway, um so the Jonas brothers, Joe Jonas is like, yeah, you
0: know what? I think we
1: should probably re record. Because it was really clever that she did that. Again, no. Taylor Swift mm-hmm. re recorded her original album because Scooter Braun bought it right out from under her and yeah. then tried to make money on her
0: music. Yeah. Also, I want to do a little activity with you guys. Fun. What is it? I like activities. Please name two oh, Jonas
2: Brothers songs. Happen.
1: Yes. Uh, just two. Two. Uh, I'm going to be Light in a relationship.
2: <laughs> I like yours better. Thanks. Uh, Purity Sophie, ring. Sophie is my friend. <laughs> No, uh, I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Not
1: going to have sex till you get married? Is that one of them?
2: But to be fair, we're not the audience. <laughs> like, if we were 30, wouldn't we have, like, a... Uh,
1: okay, but look at me right now. Am I the audience for Taylor Swift?
2: No, but I know you're a Taylor Swift fan. Right. And you actually are, there because there is a ton of women right. uh, in your demographic. <laughs> yeah, of a certain age. <laughs> no. Right. No, I would say some... Uh, Moms just like you. But love even the Taylor Swift. That's true. Even
0: I, a non Swifty, can name a couple of Taylor For sure. Swift songs.
2: You belong right.
0: to me uh, is one. I can't, by the way,
2: but I can't name any
0: songs. I well, that's you have a thing. Should Walking
2: on say, Sunshine. I know that's that song. Katrina
1: and the waves. Yeah. But she's feeling twenty-two. Cool. Uh-huh. Very good. Okay, see? All Look right, at you, there we yeah. go. Yeah. No, but here, I'm Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> uh, Joe Jonas thinks it's really clever that she did that. Um
2: Yeah, that just belies so, there's the the context that he's missing. Yeah. Which is important because as a man, he might want to just Take a timeout. Yeah, check that. <clears throat> like, oh, here. I want to do that. Literally, okay. here
1: I want to give the exact quote. I think I would probably re-record our entire first album. Just do something like what Taylor Swift did recently, which I thought was really clever. Thank you for your approval, Joe.
2: Yeah, she mansplained it. Yeah, or he he, man, he did. He mansplained it. He did. <sighs> What do you do? Who's your
1: D? I don't know. I've been trying uh, to figure it out you
2: for do? so. Long. My D bag is Piers Morgan. Oh, okay. and I'm sure today he's probably got three hundred other reasons why we he could be our D bag. Um, but it was mostly from narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to because it was from this this story from a few days ago. Now actually, where um, I don't know if this aired this weekend, but uh, Piers Morgan is, quote, set to attack Meghan Markle's, quote, downright lies in an upcoming interview with Australia's 60 Minutes. No. I'm like, this dude needs, like, Meghan Markle needs to get a restraining order at this point for the amount of, like, up in her grill he has uh, evidenced. Yes. By trying to get attention using essentially what amounts to like, you know, I mean, she she dropped him like a hot potato at yeah. one point, and now he just can't let it go. I
1: think he owes her like 20% of his salary. Right? Because she's doing all the work for him.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, just by being.
1: Yes, she's like, <laughs> she's like her heart's pumping. She's having a baby. She's living her life, and he's he's capitalizing off of it.
2: I don't believe a word he says says Piers Morgan and a sneak peek at Sunday's episode. So it did air yesterday. I did not watch it because anyone knowing uh anything about Australia's 60 Minutes would know that it's mm-hmm. kind of a actually it seems like it's something right up our alley. So maybe I would watch this. Uh but it's it's usually um you know actually titillating salaciousness. This particular story is just like, my God, the man cannot let this go Mm -mm. and just goes on and on. Allegedly, supposedly, as described in this article, in this interview, you know, talking about how disgraceful she is, how, um, you know, she's basically the worst thing that ever happened to the royal family.
1: He, You know, this is what I wish more people realized when they listen to him blow hot air. Is that this is all born from a personal, a personal grudge. This is all born from him feeling like she, as, as you so eloquently put, dropped him like a hot potato. Like they were, he thought they were forming a friendship. She ghosted him. He's, and now he still is. Abusively speaking about her. Well,
2: and now that I think about it, and uh, you know, I apologize for not looking at this sooner to see if, in fact, they did air this last night. Because now that I think about it, I would think it would be very poor taste to air an interview criticizing Meghan Markle the very weekend that she gave birth. Yeah, the
0: day that it was announced she had a new baby. Yeah, the full interview aired on 60 minutes Australia oh, yeah. it, it's on
2: their YouTube channel Yep. That is in
0: poor taste he has posted it on his own of because course, of course he has like yeah. of course he the has the
2: woman just gave birth and he can't stop himself mm. do you ever wonder what would happen like should piers morgan and like prince harry be in the same airport terminal
1: it would i mean
2: cuz it's very likely that at some buy point they tickets that could, to that right or do you yeah. think that they just don't even pay attention to it? Well,
1: here's what here's what I want to believe, okay? I want to believe right that uh Pierce Morgan is the lowest of the low. And that when the lowest of the low goes low, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are gonna go high. Yeah. So what I want to believe is that they don't even know like what this pest of a Pierce Morgan is saying about them. And that they are just, if they were ever in an in a situation where he was in sharing air with them, that they would be pleasant and they would just go on about their lives as though he weren't even there. Yeah. That's what I want to believe.
2: Yeah, although I do know them to be shrewd, um, you know observers of the media so it just it, it seems like it would be a little naive to think that they don't have an opinion and a strategy to mm-hmm. deal with Piers Morgan mm-hmm. you know for people people f- who have Oprah on speed dial and Gail King like I just feel like they have an approach to Piers Morgan that's been con- you know talked about strategized etc oh
1: there's probably a whole team yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. on that on Piers Morgan like, there's
2: a there's a strategy there's a trapper keeper full of like If Piers Morgan says this,
1: (laughs) like a flow chart. Yeah. 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 That just like walks you through the dealings with the Piers Morgan. But
0: Hopefully they have enough distance. They have their whole team so that Prince Harry, Meghan Markle can actually focus on their personal life. Like It's a very important time in their life. They just welcomed their second child, which I honestly I
1: will. I will cop to this. Like, I'll own this. And I think uh, I've heard it from other people as well there were a lot of things that we didn't understand about the intricacies of their choice to leave the Royal family and live on their own about like their personal security and those kinds of things that we didn't even like we heard them talking about, but we didn't understand the depth or the necessity of all of that stuff. And so, you know, I think about the fact that they have had to assemble a team. They have ha- had to assemble on their own, that insulation from the outside world, because even though he can leave the royal family and has, he still carries all of the royal baggage. He is still yeah. royal affiliated.
2: Yeah, and I I think it, it's been helpful this last... This sounds so bizarre. Like, why are we... <laughs> why are we feeling strongly about this? Mm. In like of all the things in the world, but here we find ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the last year, we've appreciated their position in a way that we hadn't before. Right. But that's not to take away the fact that I think you and I both appreciate, at least I will pretend to speak for you and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that these are still two very savvy people. Oh, for that sure. That have realized that it is important for them to maintain like their media um, personas in an effort to like that's their lucrative like they're not going to just go be homesteaders somewhere they have chosen to to maintain a very public career right and you know people can ascribe different motives to that which i'm less interested in but i think that they've just decided and um that that's the direction they want to go but we do i think appreciate perhaps the you know, their perspective in a way this following this year that we didn't before.
1: Absolutely. And that's just sort of a, I don't know. I mean, time changes things. Yeah. Time and perspective changes things for everybody except Piers Morgan.
2: Yes. Now our perspective on him has really not changed. Ever- and his
1: perspective on Anything has not changed. No. That is a man Since who refuses. And seriously. 100. Who He's a man who refuses to change his mind.
2: Mm-hmm. When we
1: come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this all day, you guys. We have a D-Bag double down. Double down. It is not only a D-Bag double down, it is a frequent flyer. Boop, boop. It is also going to make your head spin.
2: Like literally, your head will pop out of your head.
1: Ooh. Okay. So if you want that moment, we'll do that for you after this on My Talk 107-1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And um we have a D-Bag Double Down.
2: Yes. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of, of the, the Day. day. <laughs> Get in. We're going to D-Bag Town. Great. Um, I need to tell you about a frequent flyer. Her name yes. is Fair Abraham. Ding, She's gonna read the headline. Fair Abraham, daughter twelve, poses with a pregnancy test for an Instagram ad. Oh,
1: what? My gosh! Twelve year old no. Sophia M G.
2: No is representing a pregnancy test. Yeah. No.
0: It's
1: terrible. It's. I mean, I was gonna make a clear blue easy joke, but it's Quiet. not even clear blue easy. Oh it's no! Like it's, it's called like, like weird off brand. Like it's not the. It's
2: not like the. I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The ones you know. Well, no, I mean, which one imagines is why they were trying to make some money off right. of Farrah Abraham, right? So um, the company is called Modern Fertility. And um, I would say if that's modern fertility, I don't. (laughs) So so Sophia is a twelve-year-old child, and the daughter of Farah Abraham, who is a hot mess, always looking for attention. Mm -hmm. Mad respect, not really. Uh, Mad respect, except except for when she's trying to, you know, uh, pimp her daughter for fertility fertility tests. um, and so there's a photo from her Insta story of little 12 year old Sophia Mm-mm. and in the story she's like wearing sunglasses and she's holding the pregnancy test next to the box and um, it says wink wink, <laughs> which I'm also like, w- what?
1: what? Wait, where's the story? Because I have the wrong story. Oh, here. here.
2: Uh, yeah, give
1: I, me the give me the right one because I want to see the story. you're I saw a story of this, but I didn't get to see the actual picture of Sophia. Okay, there you go. And the pregnancy
2: So it literally is. Because I thought, is this one of those things where people are just like... Because, you know, like anytime Fair Abraham does anything, people go crazy. But then sometimes it's worthy of our attention. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it literally is just her holding up the pregnancy test. Like, hey. and um, Wink, wink. Winky, winky. OMG. And it also, just to be clear, this is not something that modern fertility, um, you know... I will tell you about them in just a moment, but there is a, you can see in the photo, it says, there is a note card that Mm -hmm. says, we're so excited to collaborate with you. Can't wait to hear blah, blah, blah. So it's clear that they want to work with Farah Abraham. Not so clear if they wanted to work with Sophia, because somebody on Twitter, I uh, actually like sent them a message on Instagram, like, what is a 12 year old doing? advertising posts for this product and they were like thank you for letting us know about your concerns we have flagged it with our marketing team and we can confirm we are not working with sophia
1: okay but it's no. on her account
2: oh is it actually on sophia's
1: click that click the tweet and then click on the picture and you will see that that was on Sophia Abraham's account. Oh, yeah, you're Abraham's right. It's account. not even Farrah Abraham's account. Guys, it's the worst. He's a
2: child. It's, nasty. Right? She's
1: 12. Oh, my god. So gosh. it's not even like it was a mistake I or like a horrified. haha joke. It was on Sophia Abraham's account. Won't well, somebody
0: please think at the children?
2: Stop, right? stealing, Stop stealing our, stealing our
0: innocence. CBS. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. It's terrible. It's
2: terrible. It's so bad. I'm My judging. voice is raising
0: octaves.
2: I'm judging. No, um, honestly, like, it's hilarious, but I love that they go, uh, we can confirm we are not working with Sveta. No, ding You're working with Farrah, and that right. was your first mistake.
1: Yes, because this is bound to happen. Because, because, because she hit her daughter in you the you head with, with a, a dild
2: shmild- dilchmo. <laughs> yes. Shmo.
1: Yes. Yeah. This woman, a wiener. She has no <laughs> scruples.
2: She pulled one out of her purse and banged her daughter upside the head with it. <laughs>
1: what? It's true. Please don't talk about her banging anything. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. What uh, you did it? I just well, actually, Fair Abraham did it's it. It's her fault. Correct. It's her fault. She did it. Yeah, and she then made we me do. Yeah. That. Then we have to talk about it. She oh. made me
2: talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> modern fertility. You nasty, and so is Fair Abraham. And so,
1: what else do we know about modern fertility?
2: I mean, nothing. It's totally predictable, though, that it's, you know, a startup company uh, and they need influencers. And they went low budget. Well, yeah, they had influencers. I mean, look, Fair Abraham repping stuff has a value to a certain audience because there are, you know, however many millions of followers. It's a, it's a grift. It's a, it's a professional uh, grift at this point. It's a, it's a worthy gig if you can get it. It's just that, um, be careful what you wish for. Right. Right? Um Yeah. Guiding it's her you child.
0: Through your fertility hormones. Can I just tell you
1: what this actually makes me think of? And Holly, I might have to ask you to do some fancy uh footwork here well i I was going to say a different thing but then i just thought i backed out of that Mm -hmm. yep um because it makes me think of a blind item about farah abraham and her daughter sophia and what farah's plans were for her when she turned 18. Mm -hmm. does that ring bells holly as you are as you are doing your searching because i'd like to be able to furnish that for everybody because every time i see sophia being treated like she's not a 12-year-old child by Farah when she's hitting her in the head with shmildos. And I love that you can't. I just, I just, it's such a, I don't like the yeah. word in general. I just think I hate that word. Schmack's um, toy. Yeah, a toy. Uh, and, you know, holding a pregnancy test, it just makes me think of this blind item that indicated that Farah has some very... Uh, specific plans in mind for her daughter. Now,
0: I can't find the specific blind item. T lawyer probably hasn't confirmed it. Mm -hmm. But essentially, there was a blind item on crazydaysandnights.net that said that Farrah Abraham was grooming her daughter Sophia to go out and auction off Mm -hmm. her first sexual experience to the highest bidder, which is 18. Yes.
2: Um, That's nasty. I did just want to give you an added bit of flavor that this article points out in addition to um her daughter advertising pregnancy tests at the age of 12 i mean stardom young i
1: didn't think we would be here on a monday no well but here we
2: are but here we are nonetheless right mm-hmm. but she also apparently was a guest on um uh, another network not ours mm-hmm, thank you <laughs> um and she oh, so she was talk. They asked her for her opinions on Chrissy Teigen.
1: Oh, 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 yes.
2: Yes. Okay, go on. I read this earlier today too. Yes. So she told the outlet that she believes Chrissy Teigen. Now, Chrissy Teigen, just really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what should we say of Chrissy Teigen? Of late? Chrissy
1: Teigen uh, of late has come under fire for some things that she actually said and did to Courtney Stodden. Um, using Twitter at a different time in life, but she's being held accountable for it.
2: And not just mean tweets. She no. actually like told it, Courtney Stodden to
1: take her own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it's horrible stuff, horrible, horrible stuff. And now Chrissy Teigen has blessedly remained mm, pretty quiet yeah. in, in sort and of she, the wake of this.
2: She realized the moment required some silence after apologizing. Um, mm-hmm. But fair Abraham weighed in on that controversy and said, she thinks Chrissy Teigen needs, quote, mental help. When I initially saw Chrissy Teigen make these comments, I could tell she was desperate a desperate music video groupie and model. Um, at That's the time, rich right there. At the time, I just thought it was only with me, and I ignored her because I don't behave like that. Also rich. Now I see it's tons and tons of people. It really bothers me right now. Abraham later went on to say she would not accept an apology from Chrissy Teigen or anyone else who criticized her in the past. They're all dysfunctional, toxic, and should not have TV shows influencing hate in society. Also rich. Such as...
1: I'm just breathing through this.
2: I mean, you got You have to like admire her grift in a sense, right? Her well, her ability, ability to,
1: to, to disconnect from reality. Yes, and and like, maintain take, a straight yes. face. She just doesn't know what she doesn't know. Yeah.
2: Meanwhile, she's having her daughter advertise.
1: Pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we need your no oven dinner ideas. Y'all, it's hot out there. 651-641-1071.